Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Life in San Antonio podcast. And now, a word from our brand new ambassador sponsor. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the audio version of Comics Corner. As always, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about Venom. Yeah, I know it's a little late, but I believe we did Venom, but it was the movie review from a few months back when it was me, Josh Rowland, and Richard when we did the Venom Let There Be Carnage review. And today I just want to talk about the symbiote. And of course, as you all know, to please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Check out our Patreon and check out our main channel, life and essay podcast where you where you listen to on spotify google podcast wherever you've listened to your podcast please support that as well also this is the subsidiary channel comics corner the spun the spinoff of the life and essay podcast or life in san antonio podcast as i mean so anyway venom symbiote as you all know, if we had left off on Spider-Man No Way Home, which is a movie I keep gushing about, and of course everybody has by now, the two end scene credits from Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Spider-Man No Way Home. What is the meaning of it? Well, we'll get to that in just a sec. But of course, Venom was actually co-created by Todd McFarlane, who also created Spawn. And is doing a very great job doing the DC Comics lineup, the action figures here. Doing he's doing a pretty good job. You know, it's one right after the other coming out with the action figures, the details, and everything. And was cre- uh, Venom was created back in May of 1988. Uh, it's gonna be 34 years already. Yeah, it's already been 33 years, 34 years since Venom's inception the reason why he came out in 2018 was because it was the 30th anniversary of Venom kind of makes sense right now like why did it take so long and also if you want me to talk about Spider-Man 3 yeah that was I I, I believe that was in the spoilers from Spider-Man Away Home the video I did after that was when I did. But as of right now, Venom. Of course, the lethal protector. Is he a villain? Or is he the anti-hero? Well, I guess you could say he's both. Depending on the circumstance, depending on the situation. I would say he is the, anti, the anti-hero. the anti But of course, how, how he first came out, he came out more as a villain. But of course, due to his popularity, became... An anti-hero. Same thing with Deadpool. Stay tuned for a future episode on Deadpool. But all in all, you you take a look at Venom, and you know you take a look from the comics to the appearances, to the movies, the media. You know, I really got my first taste of Venom back when <laughs> I know it sounds. Uh, I know it kind of sounds a little yeah, but when i first saw venom was that it was back in my cousin's house 
that he had i don't know where he got them but toys r us i assume back when toys r us was open and, and toys r us was a thing he had three of the uh, 12 inch action figures but i guess it was more around the uh i don't know but it was like the talking ones you know you push the button in the middle and they talk you know they say their catchphrases and whatnot so my cousin had spider-man that was like the man in the, you know he was like the main one in the middle onto his right was venom and onto the left was carnage so that's why i kind of grew up you know and every time i go to my cousin's house i've always see those three figures you know he always had them in a freaking you know always like where you know from his old room to you know a new house that he moved into he always had them like on top where nobody can reach him and i don't blame him because i would do the same thing too like he had of course the three main three spider-man venom and carnage and to me growing up like to me i think those were his you know the ultimate villains you know uh, uh, venom and carnage to me those are like the ultimate villains i know a lot of people think that green goblin is the ultimate villain uh, uh spider-man villain some say it's doc ock some you know Whatever rogues gallery he he has, whoever rogues gallery Spider-Man has, to me, like, the storylines where I grew up with were Venom and Carnage. That was, like, the... To me, those were, like, the ultimate Spider-Man villains. To me, for some odd reason, you know, a lot of... You know, like I mentioned, a lot of people can argue that Green Goblin is Spider-Man's greatest villain. But to me, it was Venom and Carnage. Like, I do... You know, like, when I recommended uh, Maximum Carnage... It was a 14-issue story. And I do have the, the collection, the Omnibus, the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, which I will get to the recommendations later, of course. You know me. So, with Venom, to me, I thought it was like the ultimate villain. But from the cartoons, it was a lot more different. And the cartoon that I liked was was uh that was my that was my deal you know was watching a uh, spider-man the animated series which i still watch on disney plus i i oh it brings me back a lot of memories and that's why i became like the ultimate spider-man fan because of it and with venom just seeing venom i'm like that's that's the main guy and i remember having the toy too where you take off his head and it's eddie brock you know was wearing the mask and i remember buying that it was my favorite action figure because i always kept the venom head off because I don't know why it just looked so badass, you know, having the Eddie Brock figure, you know, with the Venom costume and just the Venom and just the Eddie Brock head in the Venom costume, and I had the splatter too that came uh, with the the symbiote, the the white spider logo, which I've been very accustomed to, which I've been very attracted to that logo since then. And also the black suited Spider-Man, which I do have in the Ultimate Epics collection. The Birth of Venom, actually, I have that one, which of course later, later. So, being with so with Venom, you know, saw the cart, you know, saw the cartoon where they actually had Cletus Cassidy as Carnage, and that's where it was Spider-Man and Iron Man in the cartoon in the episode. It was called Sins of the Father. It was like the Sins of the Father saga. And that's where, you know, you see Madam Web 
which I can't wait for future Spider-Man movies to include Madam Web. Even if in an end scene credit, that would still be great. But all in all, Madam Web tells, you know, Spider-Man Peter Parker says, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. So that's where he enlists Eddie Brock to take on Carnage. And of course, that's what happens in the comic. Where it's like, okay, you can't take on, you know, Carnage alone. You know, you have to enlist Venom. So that's why with Venom, it's like Venom can be perceived as both the villain and the hero. But depending on the circumstance. So with the deal with Venom, I pretty much... You know, you know, I, you know, growing up, you're like, yeah, I like, I like Venom. You know, Spider-Man and Venom. Like, I had like pretty much all the characters from the from the old cartoon, the toys. Where I go to Toys R Us, and I would get like Lizard. The the hardest one for me to find was Scorpion. <laughs> that was like the hardest one, but I found Scorpion, and then Doc Ock, Kingpin, Hobgoblin. I had those. You know, and then McDonald's even had, like, the Spider-Man series. So I became, you know, growing up, you know, I was pretty much the big, you know, Spider-Man fan. Even, you know, equally, you know, as equally or more greater than Batman. You know, I was more into Spider-Man than Batman, of course. You know, it's blasphemous now, but, you know, thinking about it, it was like, man, I had more Spider-Man gear than, you know, Spider-Man stuff than Batman stuff growing up. But the com- when it comes to the comics, you know, it, re- it really does become... You know, it really, it really does become a part of your life, you know. So, so with Venom, going back, you know, of course, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of the stories. You know, when they were gonna do the Spider-Man movie twenty years ago, where, of course, who's gonna be the villain for Spider-Man? So we all assumed it has to be Venom. You know, it has to be Venom, but it turns out it was Green Goblin. We're like, okay, you know, and then Spider-Man 2 was like, it has to be Venom. We didn't get Venom, we got Doc Ock. Then Spider-Man 3, finally we got Venom, but of course it was the, you know, the whole multi-villain deal. Where it was Sandman, then New Goblin. I'm slowing down because I'm like, oh, really? And then we got Venom. But as it was revealed later that Sam Raimi didn't want to do Venom because he was unfamiliar with Venom because Venom came well like I said back in 1988 34 years ago Sam Raimi wanted to do like the cart like the comics when he was growing up back in the you know back in the 60s 70s you know early 70s where you just had those villains, you just had those Rose Gallery, the Sinister Six. Here you had Green Goblin, Sandman, Vulture. Oh, shoot, what was it? I just said it. Doc Ock, you know, he had all. Uh, you know, those, that's why the the Sam Raimi movies became so synonymous. They really did become really uh, part of the you know the trilogy, the the staple from. You know, Spider-Man, you know, in the Sam Raimi trilogy. But then with Venom was like, well, did they mess up Venom on purpose? Who knows? Because, I mean, you you know, you couldn't go wrong with Venom, honestly. You you just couldn't go wrong with Venom. But how do you manage to mess up Venom? Because I know Sam Raimi wasn't really familiar with Venom, and he didn't want to include Venom in the 
Spider in Spider-Man 3, it was going to be Vulture, but then Vulture was going to be in part 4 of Spider-Man and really it just uh it just kind of like coincided from there. It just kind of like it just didn't really like it just it just didn't really stick like of course like you included venom in the final 20 minutes i would say on average 20 minutes of the movie but it was like the last part of spider-man 3 that was like the last so that is why it was kind of disappointing because for the majority of the movie of spider-man 3 you know it was uh well part of it was uh, new goblin and then it was sandman that was the main focus but uh, but as you can see like everything was already you know where to go but a lot of people say well what about venom what about venom so it was av arad who actually voiced to do venom i could see at a business and a fan service standpoint because i didn't think we were going to get venom until about 11 years later like in 2018 because this was back in 2007 so we were going to see another venom movie in for freaking 11 years like i mentioned you know then they did the reboots with amazing spider-man 1 and amazing spider-man 2 back in 2012 and 2014 so it was a long way before we could even see another venom movie in 2018 so of course this was the right time to do venom back in 2003 i mean 2007 with spider-man 3 i'm sorry so with that being said it Spider-Man 3 did good. It did good money, but the reception from the fans to me was like it was good. I I liked it, but a lot of people, you know, didn't, you know, they were out for Topher Grace. I oh, Topher Grace was too scrawny, he was too skinny. He didn't have the the Eddie Brockmont, you know, the the build, you know. I I heard it all, and I'm like, "Well, just be thankful we actually had Venom." Cuz imagine if we didn't have Venom, it was going to take freaking 30 years to get venom in you know on screen you know just like you know it took you know it took spider-man you know a long a long time to get on you know onto the screen you know it took about 40 years for him to get on the move you know for on the big screen you know in 2002 because that was a 40th anniversary of spider-man you know and then you had uh, again the 50th anniversary which was 2012 and then now we're in the 60th anniversary in 2022 so we're in the 60th anniversary of spider-man so and of course the spider-man inception you know it was going to go back to where it was going to be with uh freaking james cameron that they who was going to do spider-man and turns out he didn't it was going to be another uh, it was a roger corman production i believe with when he did fantastic four uh, it was going to be a Spider-Man, a Roger Corman Spider-Man and a James Cameron Spider-Man, which they never got off the ground. And until about 2002, 40 years, you know, so really we didn't want to wait 30 years for another Venom movie. So in 2007, yeah, go ahead and do it, which I got to say, like, it was cool because it treated Venom more like the villain. And to me, that was, you know, that's why I kind of liked it, because it was so satisfying for me to see Ven Venom as the villain so that's the way it was and then you go to uh the venom movie back in 2018 that's where you can see where it's like he's treated as the anti-hero with the lethal protector which he didn't even say until venom let there be carnage so with venom 
it took about 30 years to get a solo movie but it also took about 19 years to be on the screens which is not bad by today's standards because like i mentioned they were going to you know roger Corman, james cameron they were going to do spider-man and they didn't do it in the in the mid 90s with leonardo dicaprio as of course spider-man and then uh there was going to be uh what was it uh I don't know, but there, there was it was a lot of possibilities to do Spider-Man, but but really with Venom, I think it was the right time. Even like I said, the reception really sucked on him. But you know, like I said, I liked it. Like I said, just be thankful we had Venom because it was gonna take years for Venom to be to reappear. And fortunately, we got a sequel. So with Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, those were the good ones. I would say those were pretty decent movies. Those, those, these are just like, this is just fun. You know, these movies are fun. You know, I have no, nothing bad to say about him because, I mean, I'm just glad that we actually got, Ven you know, a Venom movie and a Carnage movie finally, and a, a Carnage. We finally got those movies. We finally got them rolling. And then with the end scene credit, you know, to uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage and Spider-Man No Way Home we actually got some you know a, you know finally we something that we kind of like reacted to pretty much but as i was saying that with the venom leathery carnage end scene credit i kind of felt it was kind of satisfying because at least they acknowledge that Spider-Man is in the same universe in canon versus that in Spider-Man No Way Home, he actually gets teleported back into the Sony-verse. So that was a bit disappointing. That was a little bit of a middle finger, but I'm kind of glad that they kind of acknowledged that, okay, Venom is on the loose where... Venom is like, we got to go to New York. Hopefully in Venom 3, they'll actually make do on that, make good on that. Where it's like, we got to go to New York. Because what's going on with uh, with Spider-Man? You know, he killed one of the symbiotes from 2007. Which, the, I, which I did talk about. Like, what if there's the variant? That there's the Venom variant? And I did hear about that there is going to be the Tom Cruise variant of Iron Man. Because if you didn't know about this, I'm telling you right now that there it, that Tom Cruise was the number one choice to play Iron Man. This was back in 2004, 2005, where they were going to do an Iron Man movie and Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man. And of course, if anybody that's seen the memes were, uh, or not the memes, but the if the marvel movies were made in the 90s you know you had brad pitt as thor tom cruise's iron man eddie murphy as falcon uh brendan fraser as star lord uh who was it yeah it was uh i, I remember uh, if anybody remembers those if anybody could look it up they were like entertainment weekly ones but they're like fake ones but but whoever did that did a great job but with uh tom cruise's being iron man that uh i'm not i'm not really a tom cruise fan but i am kind of curious to know what he's gonna look like 
if he is Iron Man. So there is going to be an Iron Man variant. It's rumored that he might be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I am going to talk about too, like uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like, what if the Topher Grace Venom makes an appearance? Because if anybody that's watched No Way Home, if you haven't watched No Way Home by now, you kind of know that some of these villains were actually going to die. But they were actually sucked into the modern universe, which prevented them from dying. When uh, you hear Doc Ock saying that he had Peter Parker by the throat, and then all of a sudden he was teleported into another dimension, which was which is the modern era. Uh, the mo- the modern time right now. So these villains, and then you hear Doctor Strange saying that well, these villains were meant to die. It's their fate. You know that's how it was supposed to be. You know, so that's where I'm thinking. Like some of them seep through. He's some of them seep through, and then the uh, the time space continuum when it to- when it was breaking apart. Some people saw Venom, Scorpion, and Craven. Now I was thinking, well, what about? Uh, you know, Venom, you know, Topher Grace Venom, even though not too many people want Topher Grace Venom, but I think he does deserve an explanation. I think he kind of does, does, you know, like, why is there this Venom? And then you have the Tom Hardy Venom, you know, which one is the, you know, that one has to be the variant, you know, that one has to be the villain variant. And the Tom Hardy is the anti-hero, the lethal protector variant. So I'm kind of curious to know, you know, what's going to happen next in the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. That is, there's, there's like, there's a lot of endless possibilities. But if there's one character that I'm really focused and really curious on is Venom going forward with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, there has to be some explanation, like why did. Eddie Brock, why did Tom Hardy's Venom get teleported back to the Sonyverse timeline? Because he was in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU timeline. Then he got teleported back to the Sony timeline. So that to me is like, okay, well, in the next Spider-Man, because there is going to be Spider-Man 4. Because if you saw the new suit, I'm very excited about it because I I would like a t-shirt with the new Spider-Man logo from the uh, the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man, the ending of Spider-Man No Home. I want to I want a new T-shirt. I want a T-shirt with that logo. I do have the what is it? The Spider-Man uh, No Way, uh, the Homecoming. I have the shirt, the Homecoming one. The, I call it the Fat Spider, the little Fat Spider or Spider Bro that he has on his on his suit. I have that one. But I really do want that one. That looks pretty wicked. It does look like Spider-Man. It does look like Ultimate Spider-Man from the cartoon, the logo. But I, if you, I took a look at it up close, and it really does look awesome. Also, I do want to see the Venom logo. I want to see that Spider logo on a future Venom costume. And and and, and if you had seen it, there's a concept art that was gonna have the symbiote taking over Tom Holland and it was going to have the white spider logo and I was really disappointed in that I was really 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 I really wanted to see that but of course there was the symbiote that was left over in the Spider-Man No Way uh, No Way Home and scene credit that for reals for reals I think that that was the 
Spider-Man 3 variant. I think that one's it. Because it was left over. And I think if anybody had seen Venom, it travels from host to host. So, I don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to be a Venom logo? Because uh, I know that there's there's several different Venoms. There's Eddie Brock Venom, which we all, you know, which we all know by now. Then there's the Harry Osborn Venom. If anybody that's seen uh Spider-Man on uh, what is it? Spider-Man Unlimited. I'm sorry, I said Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man Unlimited from Disney. That's on Disney Plus. That it's actually Harry Osborn. But of course, by now we've seen five movies that involved Oscorp. You know, and it became so tiresome and so tedious by now that that's what I liked about the the Homecoming trilogy, the or the Home series as I call it, the Home trilogy. That there was no Oscorp in sight, and that was the one thing I was so sick and tired. I know it's in the Spider-Man lore, but you look at the Spider-Man trilogy, you know, Spider-Man one, two, three, the Raimi trilogy, it all dealt with Oscorp. Then the reboot, the Andrew Garfield reboot, which everybody crapped on. Which I never did, you know, and why people want want I mean Spider-Man three now, you know what? Whatever, I don't care. I don't care. I was a I was a fan of the Andrew Garfield ones. It, 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 go to my Patreon, you'll hear about it. <laughs> but also the Spider-Man, I mean the Spider-Man one and two from 2012-2014, Oscorp again. So that's why I'm like. Okay, the whole Oscorp deal has been done to death by now. It has been done. That's why with Tom Holland and the Spider-Man, the MCU trilogy, there was no Oscorp. Except, you know, of course, for Green Goblin. But there was no Oscorp, and I think that's why I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it because it has been done to death already. Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi trilogy already has done it. Then with the Amazing Spider-Man, they did it again with different results. But well, well, actually the same results because we had two Green Goblins. We had Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. Then we had the uh, Han the Han. I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, from Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, Harry Osborn. You know, we had Norman Osborn. Then we had Harry Osborn. Well, we had well. T- I'm sorry. Yeah, the James Frank, the new Goblin. I mean. See, that's what I'm saying. It's it's already been done to death already. It has been done to death already with Oscorp. So that's why it could be Harry Osborn being Venom, but I rather not have it as I rather not have uh, I rather not have Oscorp again in the new Spider-Man trilogy. That's gonna be it's gonna be four, five, and six. Spider-Man four, five, and six. So with four, okay. Then we have Flash Thompson, who was actually Agent Venom. So that has not been done because we had Topher Grace Venom, Tom Hardy Venom. Then we have uh, I don't know the actor's name, but the the new Flash Thompson. You know, who actually he's blonde in, in Spider Man No Way Home. So I'm thinking, okay, if anybody caught that, I'm like, wait, Agent Venom. And then the symbiote that's left over. Maybe he might be Agent Venom because it has not been done. Agent Venom has not been done, so that could be another possibility. 
or if there's a new or there's another Eddie Brock, which I highly doubt because Tom Hardy is, you know, he's done a great job of Venom in the two movies. That's why I'm kind of like, no, I cannot for the life of me think that, okay, there there cannot be more than three Eddie Brock's, you know, Topher Grace, Tom Hardy, maybe a mystery guy. And then you have three Harry Osborns. You had James Franco, you had Hondi Han, and a new guy. So I think with Flash Thompson, this guy I think would be great as Agent Venom. Or maybe from Amazing Spider-Man 2, that Flash Thompson. He he did a good job being Flash Thompson from Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But I, well, we, as we all know that a symbiote's left over. Spider-Man 4, then uh, I don't know what it's going to be called. But it's good for us right now. It's Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland. He'll be the new Spider-Man going forward. You know, he'll be the Spider-Man going forward with Spider-Man 4 and then there's going to be Venom 3 which is already in production so I don't know let me know in your thoughts in the comments what everybody thinks about what will happen in the near future with Venom and of course recommendations of course uh, Venom Lethal Protector if you can find it I found it in the Alien Worlds here in San Pedro here in San Antonio I found that one I also um, Ven um uh, Spider Maximum Carnage Venom is also in it. Also, there's several Venom. Like there's there's even a What If comic. If you can find that, it's uh, Venom and Punisher. What if Venom fused with Punisher? That's a great one. It's the Venom. It's the Punisher logo with the Venom symbol fused together. It's a really great read. I recommend that one if you can find that issue. I found it at Collector's Authority for uh, about four bucks. If you could find it, it's uh, What If. Uh, if you're a big fan of the What If on Disney Plus, I recommend you find the What If comics. What If Daredevil killed uh, killed Kingpin. What If. Uh, is it What If Venom and Punisher got together? Literally, they really did. They fused together like the symbiote fused with the Punisher. I recommend that one. That one is a great, 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 great read. Also, check out The Birth of Venom. Of course, you can't leave that one out. You can't leave out The Birth of Venom. Uh, check out The Ultimate Collection um, with Spider-Man, the black suit of Spider-Man in, in the beginning. You can see from the beginning, you read how the symbiote came to be, and then you see Venom later on in the comic. It, it's a build-up. It's a build-up uh, collection. That's omnibus, but it's a build-up collection to how Venom came became Spider-Man's villain momentarily but of course now let me recap you have a Spider-Man uh, Venom lethal protector what if Punisher fused with Venom or Punisher and Venom Venom and Punisher what if and the Spider-Man epic collection the birth of Venom or you know the secret wars costume the black suited Spider-Man you know I also I recommend those heavily so just check those out and again this has been comics corner and tune in next week i will be talking about collecting versus investing yes it's going to be a new concept uh because as we all know like with comics also with action figures i'm going to be talking about collecting versus investing what do you do with your collections? Are you just do you just have a collection collecting dust, quote unquote, no pun intended, or do you think they are you just collecting 
so they can be worth something someday. That's going to be for next week's episode. So tune in for that one. So really it's just going to be like a mo- like a money money sort of deal, but it is really like something that I was reading on you uh reading on Facebook like do you collect or do you invest? And I think it's and I think it's one of those issues where I have to address with it. So I would pretty much stay tuned for that episode if you can't if you want because I'm I'm just mainly going to be talking about like like what is worth what is sentimental, you know what I mean, collecting versus investing. So it's going to be a collect versus invest episode next week and as always i'm your host and this has been comics corner and be sure to check out our patreon be sure to check out the life in san antonio podcast over on spotify wherever you hear your podcast like share and subscribe to this channel and remember my final thought is one is the loneliest number but two can be as bad as one and that is my send off for venom and as always i will see everybody on the flip side next week